Hey man, you know what time it is? What time is it? Time to watch movies. Movies? You wanna have a movie marathon? In the house. Oh yeah. It's a movie marathon. Hey. Movie marathon. Hey. Movie marathon. It's a movie marathon. Okay. Movie marathon. Hey. Movie marathon. Hey. Movie marathon. It's a movie marathon. Okay. Hello and welcome to Real Movies. I'm your host, Josh Davis, to the clone of Josh Davis, uh, and welcome to Real Movies. This is a show where I sit down with some very real guests, and we talk about some very real movies, okay? The movies, the guests, real. I've got two great guests coming up on the show, uh, actually three great guests, uh, usually I have two, but this week I, uh, I have a third guest coming on. Um, I've got a, a park ranger coming back, and then I've got uh, two familiar uh, faces, or voices, for those of you listening at home, that are uh, coming on the show. And so those will be some uh, exciting reunions. Uh, and yeah, without further ado, let's introduce our uh, first guest. He is a park ranger. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Randy AstroTurf. Howdy, Josh. How you doing? Hey there, Randy. Uh, so, Randy, you are a park ranger, but not your typical park ranger. Is that right? That is correct. That's right. I am uh, I am the head park ranger of Moosefang National Park. Uh, we are also the only national park in the United States that has a thriving uh, cryptid population. So, you have a thriving cryptid population. That's right. Uh they have their own civilization. I guess I've got to ask, at what point of popularity does a cryptid go from being a cryptid to just an animal? That's a good quote. Well, cryptid is, uh, is its own species, you know? I don't know if you know this, but every cryptid has the exact same DNA. Exactly the same. They're all the same animal. Just the way they manifest themselves is uh, different. So, just just to make sure I'm understanding correctly, uh, Bigfoot's DNA is identical to, to the Loch Ness monster, mm-hmm. or gnomes, or Mothman, or uh, duendes, or uh, the chupacabra, or the Flatwoods monster, or the Loveland Frogman, or the Melon Heads, or the Dover Demon, or the well, you get the idea. Or what? What else? <sighs> Or the Oklahoma octopus, uh, or the At- Atmo beasts, uh, or the bloop, or the, uh, well, you get the idea. Okay, I think I do get the idea. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you are the the inspiration for a, uh, a new show here on KZSM, mm-hmm. uh, Cryptid Park Services. That's right. Uh, I guess, do you want to talk a little bit to... Uh, what how the show compares to your to your day to day sure well it's uh identical identical everything that happened well, the the new show crypto park services it's every other sunday on kzsm at nine o'clock um and uh i'll be honest with you national parks don't get a lot of funding almost none all of our money is from gift shops uh so what we decided to do was we licensed out uh our our lives basically anyone who works for the uh moosefang national park or who lives in the city of moosefang uh we have sold their life rights to kzsm studios and so just now every every other sunday just you know group of schmucks just you know does an audio drama of the actual happenings that happen in our town okay so the these are uh, radio actors mm-hmm. coming mm-hmm. in to uh, basically portray the actual events That's right. that happen in the park. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the actor portraying yourself on the show? What are your thoughts? Can I be honest with you, Josh? I would prefer that, yes. He sucks. He sounds nothing like me. It's like embarrassing to listen to him do my voice. So you don't get any say in who the actors are? Nope, we sold off these life rights, and they can do whatever they want with them. So you don't get any control over your dialogue, over which stories they cover? Nope. 
they're t- as far as I can tell, they're telling all of our stories out of order. Oh, so it's like an like an anthology. I guess so. Sure. So I just call it uh, a mess. <laughs> so the first the first episode of the show is mm-hmm. already out. It is. Um, it is. And in that one, from what I understand, uh, you you or your character, I don't really know how to approach that since mm-hmm. it is literally just what happened to you, but it's also an actor portraying you. Right. Um, the character of you uh, is dealing with, with a gnome situation. How, mm-hmm. how accurate was the, uh, the events of that show to the events <laughs> of the actual case in your life? It was... Uh, you know what? I gotta be honest. Despite the gross misrepresentation of my voice, that guy is so nasally and disgusting. I don't even want to look at him. Um, but they na- they kept they they nailed it. Everything that they said and did was exactly how it happened in real life. Wow! How did they get the the words exactly right? Well, I wear a tape recorder anytime I put on this uniform. Wouldn't it be easier to just air the tape recordings than hire actors to read off a transcription of the tape recordings? You're the one that works for the studio, not me. Hey, I don't work for the studio. I just talk here. (laughs) That's funny. That's funny. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. But no, the first episode it's about there's, um, so there's a, this dad calls us, right? And he's like, hey, my, uh, my son, he's got this imaginary friend, but the, the friend's not imaginary. It's a little freaky gnome that's coming into my house and wants to hang out with my kid, and I don't get to see my kid anymore. And we're like, sir, you should call the police. And he's like, I don't want to do that. He's a little freak. You guys handle little freaks. We're like, don't say that. That's a little insensitive. My partner's a skunk ape. Uh, at the time, my partner was a skunk ape. I have a bunch of different partners. They all kind of die in the line of duty. But um, no, our partner, my partner was a skunk ape, and you know we're we're going, we're like, hey, uh, Mr. Gnome, let's uh, let's talk it out. Turns out, the guy owned the house, the, the gnome did, because he he'd been living there for ten years without anybody saying anything. He got squatter's rights. You, real quick, I want to step away sure. from uh, that story. You mentioned that most of your partners die in the line of duty. Uh, Please, please elaborate a little more on that if it's not too sensitive of a topic. No, not at all. I mean, after a certain time, you don't really feel much anymore. Um, you know, people come and go. Their lives, it's like dust in the wind. But the thing about uh, being a park ranger is that, you know, doesn't matter where you come from, who you are, you know, cryptid, human, skunk ape, Polish. Uh, you put on this uniform, you are a park ranger above all else. And that means... You know, sometimes you got to sacrifice your own life for the, 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 the natural wonders around you. It's interesting that it's always your partners that sacrifice their lives and never you. I'm a little tough. I'm a little tough cookie. None of them are? None of them were tough cookies? Not even, not even the nine-foot skunk ape that I was part of. His name was John. He was a great guy. Great guy. Uh, always banging his head in the doors because he was so tall. But um, no, some a, a few of my partners. I've had a couple. Uh, look, I'm gonna be honest with you. It's a dangerous job being a park ranger for cryptids, because some of them, you know, they talk. They have little societies. Some of them are just wild animals, and they will eat you. Um, like uh, jackalopes. You ever heard of jackalopes? I mean, I've heard of jackalopes, but aren't those just like rabbits with horns? Antlers. Antlers. Uh, but also, they are carnivorous. Uh, they are carnivores, and if really? you get, oh yeah, you get a pack of them when it's mating season. They're they need a lot of energy, and they will surround and devour you. Uh, and that's how I've lost about sixty percent of my partners. Sixty percent to jackalopes. That's right. How many have you lost? What 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 kind of number is sixty percent? Oh jeez. Oh boy. Oh man. What's uh, what's sixty percent of a hundred? <laughs> 60. 60. Yeah, I lost 60 partners to jackalopes, and then I guess I've only had 100 partners. I guess we can look forward to hearing some uh, some gruesome jackalope deaths on on the show. Well, hopefully they don't cover any of those stories. Those stories are a little heartbreaking, but uh, what can you do, you know? What can you do? Yeah. So tell me a little bit about an average day on the job for you. I know the sure. the show probably covers some of your more you know interesting cases, mm-hmm. but what is what does your average day look like? Well, I wake up. Uh, I live at the park. I cannot afford a place in town. 
Um, I wake up in my trailer, you know, put on my uniform. I, uh... What next? I'm getting there, I'm getting there. Uh, I walk out the door, walk across the parking lot, and then I set up shop in my office. Um, it's usually around this time that we have a new recruit come into the trailer. What time roughly is that? <sighs> Jeez, oh man. Uh, what time is it now? About 7.08. I would say this is usually around 9 a.m. Okay, okay. Yeah. So around 9 a.m., you know, look, I'm going to be honest. We go through a lot of new recruits at the park services because, you know, some of them get killed in the line of duty. Some quit. Some get better jobs. You know, a guy left us to work for NASA. So. His loss. His egg. That's what I said. Ain't no cryptids in space. Those are called aliens. Um, and so he. Uh, can aliens be cryptids? Yes. Yes, okay. they can. Mm-hmm. Well, it depends. You know, some aliens are like us, you know. And then some aliens, they're like cryptids. Okay. Anyways, continue with your day. Yeah, sure. So usually around this time, it's 9 a.m. Uh, that's usually when I, I meet my new partner for the for the week for the day sometimes um and uh you know i get to know them show them around the park and that's when i swear them and i have a swearing in ceremony where they have to say the park ranger's oath what is the park uh, ranger's oath oh, did you want to become a park ranger sure okay well uh uh you know just get ready for this so ra- raise your right hand uh repeat after me okay uh i i what's your name kid josh Josh Davis. Josh Davis II, the clone of Josh Davis. I, Josh Davis II, the clone of Josh Davis. I, Josh Davis II, the clone of Josh Davis. Do hereby solemnly swear. Do hereby solemnly swear. That I am above all a park ranger. That I am above all a park ranger. Who I was before this day does not matter. Who I was before this day does not matter. I will die in the line of duty for this park. I will die in the line of duty for this park. It's usually around this time that the recruit go, excuse me, what? I'm going to die? And then we kind of got to move past it. Um, no, that sounds normal to me. Exactly. Right, thank you. You get it. You're you're professional. Uh, and then uh, where, where do I leave off? Where do I leave off? Um, I will die in the service of this park. Um, everything I do from this point forward will be for the betterment of Moosefang. Everything I do... From this, this point, point for, forward, we'll be for, for the, the betterment, betterment of Moose Fang. Then we put our hands in. We say, go team. Go team. All right. And now you're sworn in. So now I have legal jurisdiction in Moose Fang Park. Is yes, that sir. correct? But that also, you have legal jurisdiction. You also have legal responsibilities. Okay, I see, I see. And I know you're a radio host right now, but as I mentioned. Who I was before a, doesn't matter. Exactly. Right. You are a park ranger above all else. Now, being Josh Davis too, the clone of Josh Davis, uh having identical dna to josh davis himself is he now also sworn in as a park ranger no where, where do he, clones fall in this well because legally your name is josh davis to the clone of josh davis you are a separate legal entity okay um however because you guys do share blood he gets family benefits okay all so right which is really just discounts at the gift shop hey i'll take it He'll take it. Not if I'm disguised as him. <laughs> well, it you is... also get discounts though. Like you don't have to. You get it for free. Yeah, but I can get a discount if I <laughs> look. It's time for us to go to our first break. Uh, when we come back, we will have a uh, one of two familiar faces uh, or voices coming on the show, uh, and we'll talk about some more movies, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back. Howdy, partner. Does your daily routine usually consist of train robberies, horse fights, gunslinging, or all-around adventuring throughout the Wild West? Because if it doesn't, then you need to tune in to the best cowboy comedy radio play this side of the Mississippi. And that's Roscoe Taylor, the Tallahassee tween, broadcasting on KZSM every Sunday at 8 p.m. Tune in. You'll be glad you did. Hello and welcome back to Real Movies. I'm your host, Josh Davis to the clone of Josh Davis, now an official park ranger. Uh, we have uh, Randy Astroturf, park ranger for Moosefang Park here on Howdy the channel. Uh, Randy, I wanted to ask you real quick, uh, what do you think happens when we die? Well, I can't speak for everybody, but I know that some people 
when they die, have things that they've left unfulfilled. They lived a life that they weren't proud of, and God, do they make it everybody else's problem. And I say that with confidence because Moose Fang does have a uh, local ghost population. Are ghosts cryptids? No, they are not, but the city has uh, placed an ordinance on them that they have to reside in our park and make them my responsibility. Oh, uh, okay, I see, I the, see so. Crypt, uh, Moose Fang National Park is, is zoned as a local ghost neighborhood, so... So not only is it the only national park in the United States with a thriving cryptid population, but also mm-hmm. the only one with a, a ghost residence. That's right. Unless there are other national parks that... Uh, well, I don't know if, if they're legally allowed to be there, but I'm sure other national parks have ghosts. Yeah, no, that's fair. It's like other national parks have cryptids. We're just the only one that's, like, supposed to. <laughs> well, uh, Dracula guess... lives at the park. Dra- really? Yeah, he lives in a little castle at the center of the park. Dracula lives in Moosefang Park. Yep. Doesn't he have, like, a castle or something? We shipped it in. You know, like, the show Gargoyles? So the... <laughs> The castle that Dracula's castle. That's right. Is in Moosefang Park. That's right. It was either he got to live at our park or they barbecued him. So, you know, he made his decision. Okay, well, I guess I got to go visit Moosefang Park. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I guess I'm. Maybe not. I have a legal responsibility, too, I guess, now that I'm a <laughs> sworn in park ranger. That's true. That's true. You could be his gardener. Well, it is time for us to uh, introduce our next guest. Uh, I brought in something of an expert on uh, on the subject. Um, I brought in a cryptid hunter, Clint Flint. Hello, Josh Davis, too. It is good to be back on your show. Welcome back, Clint Flint. I'm happy to be here. As a note, I've had my eyes dilated for a eye exam I had to do earlier today. You simply look like a solid color. I noticed you had those, like... Uh, Sunglasses, the, the wraparound ones they give you after you go to the eye doctor? It is very dark. I had a lot of trouble driving here. You drove here like oh, that? Yes. No, no eye exam taking my ability to feel the open road beneath my feet. So, you know, I know cryptid hunter is probably an intimidating term, Andy, but... uh, Not intimidating. I think it's just disgusting. Well, his... Clint, and if I remember correctly, your goal is just to see a cryptid, not to actually capture one. Is that right? I do not wish to harm any cryptid. Oh, that's nice of I you. I simply wish to see one. You're more like a... I'm like a, a I'm like birder. A, like a cryptid voyeur. I, don't, I do not know if I would phrase it as such. <laughs> yeah, I'd like yeah. to see myself as a bird watcher, but for Bigfoot. That's sweet. Well, you can't really see much right now, but... No, uh, I'm very... You also look like a solid color. Thank you. Thank you. So, Khaki, probably. Yes. Clinton, I wanted to ask, it's been a little bit since uh, you've been on the show. Last time we talked, of course, you still had yet to see a cryptid. Uh, well, any any updates? You see anything? I mean, I know you and, you and Mothman were on pretty good terms last time we talked. That has not changed. I have never once seen, do not mention, Mothman to me again. Oh, what, what happened? You guys were doing so good last time. Well, we made up. We started our own pottery business. And it was great. It was wonderful. What went wrong? The pottery economy. Oh, no. Straight, straight down. And it shattered. Absolutely. I'm, Just I'm like... hurt by your joke, but I do appreciate it. <laughs> so, what, how did that hurt your, your friendship? How did that uh, affect that? Being in a failing business with a friend is always hard. It is also very hard when he is partially responsible for the failure of the business. How is he partially responsible? Well, you see, uh, we decided Mothman would be in charge of deliveries because he can fly and I cannot. Mm-hmm. That, that makes sense. So he I would follow. go to deliver and coordinate deliveries of our pottery across the country, but he would never set it down. He would simply drop it like a bombing run above the person's house. Oh. It has gone, it crashed into people's cars, their front doorsteps, through their homes. Uh, in one case, a funeral. That was that was a complete accident on my part. I got the wrong address. A little horrifying, though. I see. You, I remember you guys reached an agreement where he would no longer... He would gently set down the pottery in front of your doorstep. That was only for my doorstep. you did not agree for other people's doorsteps. That is true. It's always in the fine. You've got to read between the lines with these things. Mothman is a man of his word, mm. yet mm-hmm. he is a moth. <laughs> moth of his word? He is a moth of his word, That's yet true. he is a man. Mm-hmm. 
and the heir is man. So it's, you've always trying to want to see a cryptid, but your partner's with Mothman. I have not seen him. You have not seen him? Never once. Are you sure you're actually partnered with Mothman? I am. Not just a guy pretending? Because I know Mothman. He's, would have, he's been at the park before. Yeah. I know. He has told me about his vacations to your wonderful park. Thank you. If you want to see a cryptid, you should come to Moosefang. I would love to. Mm-hmm. Not right now. I cannot see anything. <laughs> Again, I am... I am. There is nothing. It mm-hmm. is just solid colors. It's like a, the old emergency screen on TVs. Just anywhere I look. I can say with confidence that it was the uh, real Mothman. We had Mothman here in the studio. Uh, fortunately... Clint Flint was calling in, so he didn't get a chance ah, to see him. That is true. It I got a pee. I got a picture of me with him in, in my wallet. You want to take a look? Oh, you can't. I, I, I don't know no why I offered. No matter how close I hold it, I cannot. It was actually see really anything. insensitive. Yeah. You know the I other you. the other day at work, uh, w- one of our new partners, uh, she was new on the force. She was having a bad day, and I was like, "Hey, you want to make you a cup of coffee?" And she was like, "No, it's okay." And I was like, "I'm really glad you said that because we actually don't have any." As soon as I offered, I remember that I drank the last K cup that morning. Does that happen often? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you do it on purpose? No, I do not. Are you sure? I am just insensitive. So, uh, Clint, uh, Randy, uh, you guys want to talk about some uh, some movies? Absolutely. I'd love to. I love the visual medium. So this one... <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry. He cracks that was a pretty up. good one, huh? Cracks me up. So this first one I wanted to talk about, uh, very topical, uh, relates to... Uh, both of your lines of work, um, and that is Doctor Strange in the Loch Ness of Monsters. Uh, have you guys, you guys seen this one? Uh, no. That was that new uh, Marvel movie, right? Yeah, yeah, it's the newest one. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I kind of fell out of them for a while back there, but um, yeah, I saw this one. Now, as a something of a cryptid expert mm-hmm. yourself, mm-hmm. Uh, what did you think about it? It's all right, you know, I mean, but I don't think the Loch Ness Monster would behave that way necessarily. Um, at some point in the movie, you know, Doctor Strange has his little cape that he uses to fly around. A major plot point of the movie is that Nessie, the Loch Ness Monster, is, like, jealous of it. And so she wants to become the cape, and then she, like, just becomes, like, a swimming cape for Doctor Strange. I don't know. I just, it was kind of belittling to, to her as a character, you know? It's true. Nessie may be jealous from what I've seen other people see, but she is not that petty. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And also, I thought it strange that they would call it the Loch Ness of Monsters and then set it in Lake Erie. Oh, yeah. It, it, was, a, a it was an American movie. Yeah. and you They know, kept calling it Loch Ness. But I remember when I, when I saw the trailers, it said Lake Erie on the sign. And I said, that is not even the American version of Loch Ness. Also, there's just one monster in Loch Ness. It's the Loch Ness of Monster. Yeah, they really misled uh, with that title there. Mm-hmm. That is why I did not see it. I watched it uh, through clips on Twitter. Oh, that's the, that's the, the whole way. movie? The whole movie. It's very odd watching a 200-minute movie in two-second clips. Now, was it was it in order? Or? It was all, no, it was out of order. You had to <laughs> shuffle it around yourself? I had to put it, yeah. They said, this is for anybody who doesn't watch the movie, but you're going to have to put in the work. Oh, so the official makers of the movie <laughs> released all these two-second clips. Yep. That's wild. That's like how uh, with the Ant-Man movie, whenever uh, they were releasing trailers, before they released the first trailer, they released an ant-sized trailer that was like an eighth of an inch tall. Um, and so if you wanted to watch the trailer, you had to like lean in close to your um, cell phone. Was that one two seconds too? No, that was about a minute and a half. Oh, bummer. So I guess uh, one question I have, uh, Randy, with you working with cryptids regularly mm-hmm. uh, and seeing them almost daily. Yes, that's right. Is there any advice you have for for Clint as a an aspiring <laughs> cryptid seer? Sure, some a voyeur of cryptids. Again, well, please. I think I think what your problem is. Uh, do you mind if I call you Clint? Um, that is my name. Perfect. I think what your problem, Clint, is that you just want it too bad. I think if, you know, if you sat back and just kind of like, if you were just yourself, you know, I think I think people would, would see that and they'd, you know, they'd warm up to it. They'd warm up to you. They'd respect it. That is fair, but I feel like I'm my most self when I'm out in the middle of the wilderness 
hunting those cryptids, trying my best to get a little peek at Dracula's boot, but there is nothing. It was simply a man walking his dog. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, now we know the uh, castle, Castlevania, yeah. uh, Dracula's castle, Dracula's is castle in the United States and in Moosefang Park. That's right. What's what state is Moosefang Park in? Well, we're in the Northwest. Oh, okay. Um, so, uh, you know, I just. Again, if you want to come to the park, I'd be happy to introduce you to some of the, you know, guys and gals that live around there. Um, I think you'd warm up to it. I would absolutely love to. What is the plane fare? The plane fare to Moosefang? Well, I... If it is over $20, it will be a while. I feel like most flights are over $20. That is unfortunate. Um, aren't you friends with Mo- with with Mothman? Do not mention his name. Sorry, you know, touchy yeah, subject. Yeah, I had a falling out. Uh, That's, well, well, that was my suggestion. I was going to say he could carry you, but I guess he might drop you like pottery. Uh, he would, yeah. just like all my pottery. And then you would shatter like the pottery. Just like mm-hmm. all my dreams. That's funny that you say that. Humpty Dumpty lives at the park. Well, I want to touch more on that, but Wasn't it is Humpty time... Wasn't Humpty just a normal man? No, it was an egg. Really? He was an egg man. Uh, they don't mention he's an egg in the poem. That's a good point. They don't mention he's an egg. <laughs> I always thought it was just about a man dying. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is time for us to go to our next break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to touch more on this Humpty Dumpty thing. We'll have another uh, returning, returning guest on the show, and then uh, we'll talk about some more movies. Ladies and gentlemen... We'll be right back. What's up, San Marcos? I'm Mandy Miller from Creators Corner, a monthly program right here on KZSM about local artists, brought to you by the San Marcos Art League. The San Marcos Art League is a nonprofit arts organization that fosters and nurtures the arts right here in San Marcos, Texas, and gives opportunities for local artists to showcase and sell their work at the San Marcos Arts Center. The Arts Center is set to reopen in February, but you can still see what we have in the gallery online at sanmarcosartcenter.com. Tune in with me, Mandy Miller, to hear about new local artists every first Friday of the month at 6 p.m. Central Time right here on KZSM. Hello and welcome back to Real Movies. I'm your host, Josh Davis too, the clone of Josh Davis. And uh, we have uh, Randy AstroTurf here on the show. That's right. And then we also have uh, Clint Flint, Cryptid Hunter here. That's correct. I'm still here. Clint, uh, I wanted to ask you, I had uh, asked Randy this uh, before you came on the show, uh, what do you think happens when we die? Nothing. All right. I uh, believe it is simply the void that waits for us beyond this pale. Think you can, like, see things there? Pale what? The pale of this life. Oh. Beyond the pale. We are the pale. That means the void Wait, where is the beyond pale? us. Yeah. I can't. I mean, I can't yeah. see... What either of you look like, you just look like the like static fuzz. Static fuzz is one color. Well, uh, it's time to introduce the next guest on the show. Um, this is a little awkward. I thought I thought this would be a, a, a happy reunion. Um, didn't know about the... Uh, your business, um, but the next guest on the show. You I'm did. sorry, Clint. It's Mothman. You bug. Hey. You absolute in. You oversized insect. You hey, dare this, barely this show your face you. in front of me. I can't see you. Hey, oh hey, Clint, no! Time, no wallet, okay? Well, you can't. I know you won't get back to me. You yeah, can't see him. I can't see him at all. That's oh, hilarious. Oh man, your voyeur dreams just not coming it. true. <laughs> It's never gonna happen. Hey, Double M, good to see you again. <laughs> hey, what's up, Randy? How you doing? I'm okay. I'm uh, just got back from the park. Actually, I was visiting my brother. Here. Nice, nice. How are the kids? Oh, they're really good. They're really you nice. have a brother? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grimace, the McDonald's guy. Yeah, yeah, the McDonald's guy. They're half brothers. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. I see. I see. Yeah, I, I always consider him. You know, blood's nothing, right? I always. Yeah, it, it's blood. sweeter that way. Yeah. You know? If you have a sibling from another, have you share half the parents? It's it's nicer to just say it's my sister. You know, it's my brother. Yeah. My sibling. I'm just like you know. I mean, Clint's kind of like my brother still. Am I? Am I? Am I multiple I'm eyes? Not family to you. You Clint. put my business under. All I wanted to do was hunt cryptids and make pottery. And now I can do both of those, but I won't be successful at either. You never, just never specified. You literally, I, hey, I dropped your pottery off, like you said, just nice and gentle. Like I, you know, left her wallet alone every every two weeks, right? Because I know, I know, every Thursday was hard. 
so I did it every other Thursday. You know, we made a compromise. Yeah, I appreciated that. You just didn't specify not to drop the other pottery. I simply felt as if I didn't need to specify not to drop the pottery from heights of 40 feet in a bombing run over people's homes. In my defense, the first time I interacted with humans was in the 60s when I heard the Beatles play. I don't know what that does to your defense. <laughs> well, what it, song was it? It was Here Comes the Sun. Ah, uh, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, you know, Double M over here, he used to have this bad habit where uh, a couple of years ago, back in the park, um, he wouldn't drop pottery on people, but he'd take huge dumps in the sky. And, and it was on one guy in particular. He, he said that he used to steal your wallet all the time. There was another guy that kind of looked like you uh, at Moose Fang, and so he would just fly over, just drop a big one, and then fly off. You? Was that part of the prophecy, or...? Yeah, I mean, I didn't want to say it to, to Clint because you know I figured you might get upset. You you know you don't understand the the intricacies of, of you don't tell Mothman me. prophecy. I ask you, and you give me a piece of paper. You'll drop a piece of paper yeah. off at my doorstep, and it's just a drawing of a duck. Yeah, yeah, no. I, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I mean, case in point, like I can't. What do you mean, case in point? <laughs> How do you not it's understand? It's a mallard. That? What am I supposed to get from that? Okay, let's let's go ahead and get to the bottom of this thing. Uh, I was just asking simple terms. Mothman, why don't you tell us a little bit about this prophecy? All right. Well, listen. Basically, like I said last time I was on, on the air. Um, well, off the air, I guess. Um, you know, I, was, I came here to help Clint. And I, all I have to say is that I still am helping Clint. But the prophecy says that they're, you know, every, every story has its downside, right? Every story needs the hero to come back from, like, a fallen grace. And right now, um, that fallen grace is all of the pottery that I've dropped. Um, but I guess Clint, too, I could see that. Uh, but mostly the pottery. Um, you know, so I'm still, I'm still trying to get Clint... Um, back on his feet, because honestly, he was never really on his feet when the business was running. Um, it didn't really make that much money, um, to be honest. And and me dropping all of that very expensive antique pottery, I mean, probably caused the economic crash, um, both the um, pottery economic crash and the 2008 um, economic crash. So Really? The pottery you dropped caused the 2008 economic crash? It went through so many homes, yeah, yeah. it crashed the housing market. It really market. did, yeah. Okay, so you mentioned that the hero in the story has to go through some downs and then come back from it. And in this story, is Clint the hero or are you the hero? I mean, I like to think of myself um, more as more as a Sam and he's the Frodo. Where, like, the main story is about him, but I'm really, like, the, the one that everyone um, should root for. Sam and Frodo, who's that? The, the residents of Moosefang. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Thank you. Sorry, I assumed everyone knew that. Um... So, you know, but, but that just means that Clint has a lot of uh, trials and tribulations to go through. Um, there's more? Oh, there's, there's at least another 40 years, yeah, I think. I haven't read through the whole thing, so I actually don't know the ending. I don't like to spoil things. I'll be a hundred. Nice mm-hmm. that you make it that long. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I, I, didn't say, I didn't say that he makes it. Oh, but just that his suffering will last for 40 years. <laughs> well, what, what does that mean? If I die within those 40 years, I'm, how does my it, suffering continue? Suffering beyond the pale. Now's a good opportunity to ask. Is real? Uh, Mothman, what do you think happens when we die? Oh, I know how, what, what happens when we die. Um, I, I think if I tell you, um, some of the other anti-Mothmans will come and get me. Um, that being said, there is, there is a lot of pain and suffering um, for, for certain people, you know, like Clint. Um, <laughs> um, so. and, but hey, again, he'll get through it. Uh, you know, no, I, I won't. I might die. No, actually, you might go to hell. Yeah, yeah. That is that is so much worse. That is, I I despise you, Mothman. I I love you, Clint. I appreciate your forgiveness, but I, I you ruined the American economy. You ruined my own business. You ruined my life for the last however many years. And now I have been since informed that when I die, I will in fact. Be going to hell. That duck becomes relevant, by the way. <laughs> oh, God. Now, uh, I want to move on to talking about... Oh, we're going to uh, move on. The next movie we have on the show. <laughs> oh, yeah. We well, you certainly movies. will. Uh, <laughs> ah, that's very funny. The next if movie... I could see Josh Clint, Davis, too. If Clint, I could see... Clint, Clint, you're nobody's favorite. <laughs> All right. Now I feel like y'all are ganging up on me. You're ganging up on a man who can't see. <laughs> Truly despicable. So the next uh, next movie we have on the show is uh, is Mothman Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is of course the sequel to Marvel's Mothman. Mm-hmm. 
which, uh, yeah, uh, Mothman, you're something of an expert yeah, on so, Mothman. Yeah, um, I, I do, I enjoyed this one a lot more than the first Mothman, um, because the villain is a lot more interesting. Um, it, it is, it's just an airplane engine. Um, and, and, you know, I also, that being said, I do think it's very weird that we are talking about Mothman 2. Um, it came out in, in 2012. Um, so I'm a, I'm a little confused, um, you know, like, but, but that being said, um, I really enjoyed it. Um, I feel like moths, I mean, obviously their common enemy is the light, any, any sort of light bulb, um, any bulb that produces, um, illumination is going to be an enemy, but also a passionate, um, appreciation of the moth. Whereas, the, whereas an engine, right? Um, you don't you don't see that as often. Moths don't really like fly into in engines. You know, the only time they do is when they're man-sized. Um, so, you know, it's it's really interesting. You know, Mar obviously people have talked about how Marvel is very formulaic in their movies, and as we discussed last time, uh, the first Mothman film was uh, a scene by scene copy of the first Iron Man movie. They did, they did it again. This one was a scene-by-scene -scene copy of Iron Man 2, uh, but of course with Mothman instead of Iron Man, uh, mm -hmm. an airplane engine instead of uh, the antagonist Whiplash. Um, it, was, it was strange seeing how it literally looked like they just pasted like an airplane engine to where the actor who played uh, a Whiplash was. Yeah, yeah it, 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 had the same, yeah, it had the same arms and whips. Yeah, yeah. It, everything. These muscular arms. Same voice. Same voice. Same voice. Yeah. The Russian accent. Yeah. Huh. I you know but I I appreciate um, you're kind of diverging from the, from the formula there you know instead of instead of the same movie over and over again you put a little something over it it's still the same movie but it looks kind of something different. new something unique yeah what other Marvel movie has had an airplane engine in it is Click a Marvel movie that's a good question <gasps> I think so is the B movie a Marvel movie well, Cap happened. Captain Marvel is she's like in the Air Force right. I don't know, maybe. <laughs> no one saw I, that I movie, did not see that I guess. One, yeah. I did not know they made that. I missed that one. We don't get a lot of movies out in Moose Fang. The only way into town is by train. What That's was true. the last movie that aired in your movie theater? <sighs> we bought a zoo. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, I, I was there. I saw that one. I guess my question regarding that is, uh, does your movie theater just like only show movies sometimes? What is it doing the rest of the time? Well, no, we keep all the movies they send us. Oh, so you're we just, just that's your newest movie. Yeah, we're just rotating every single movie we've ever gotten since, like, and, 1945. Uh, yeah, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, too. I mean, you guys have plays in the movie theater, too. I've, I've mm -hmm. done a few. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're, you know, always welcome to come back yeah. and I mean, audition. I, I, it's a one-act one act play of Shakespeare. Yeah, um, Mothman, Mothman, Double M was Hamlet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can see it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Also, Lady Macbeth. Yeah. Also, the other ones. Mm-hmm. All of them? Oh, yeah. One, one man play. One moth play. Mm -hmm. Well, in A Midsummer's Night Dream, there's a fairy puck. Puck mm -hmm. just lives in the park. Mm -hmm. oh, he came out to okay. you know, do the little play with us. Did Shakespeare come to the park? Is that where he got the inspiration for, for Puck? No, the park wasn't around yet. Shakespeare lived in the 1500s. America wasn't founded yet. Yeah, they hadn't, what a dumb they hadn't moved question. Nessie back how did, to How did he know about like, Puck? Because Puck traveled, they didn't, they didn't stay in the park for their entire existence. Oh, Puck was on the Mayflower. Yes, they all immigrated to Moosefang. Well, it is time for us to go to our next break. Uh, when we come back, we will still have uh, Randy, Clint, and Mothman here in the studio, and we're going to talk about some upcoming movies. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back. Order in the court. In the distant year of 2021, mankind has traveled to the far reaches of outer space. This vast galaxy is full of life forms of every shape and size, and there is one common need that unites them all. Not food, not water, in space, Everybody needs a lawyer. But who can rise to the challenge? Who has the guts to defend the denizens of our universe? I'll tell you who. 
Lance Vibrato, Astronaut Attorney. Tune in every Sunday at 9 p.m. to hear the cosmic courtroom comedy that befalls Lance Vibrato, Astronaut Attorney. Only on KZSM.org. Hello and welcome back to Real Movies. I'm your host, Josh Davis II, the clone of Josh Davis, and I've got, uh, here in the studio with me, I've got Randy AstroTurf, Park Ranger. Hello. I have Clint, Vin- Clint Flint, uh, Cryptid Hunter. Nothing matters anymore, Josh Davis. And I've got, uh, Mothman, the Mothman. Hey, what's up, guys? It's me, Mothman. Need to prophesize for you. So, Mothman, you talked last time on the show, and you very briefly mentioned it before the break about the, uh, the anti-Mothmen you've yes. been you've been fighting. Any any updates? Any headway you've made on that? Yeah, I mean, I've defeated a couple of them. Um, so I know I said that you know Grimace is my is my brother. Um, there's another Grimace um, out An there. An anti-Grimace? Um, no, I, in, a, in a sense, I suppose. But this Grimace is more of a a man in a Grimace costume. Um, <laughs> we got into a fight outside of McDonald's um, because he wouldn't let me through the drive-through. Um, and which is like, I mean, I get it. I don't have wheels, but like wings make like I'm technically a vehicle. Like te- according to the U.S. Army, I am like a weapon. <laughs> so that that brings up a question. Mm-hmm. Um, so of course, Grimace is one of the mascots of McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Is there any partnership between the actual Grimace and McDonald's, or is that strictly the man in the costume, and it's based on? Your brother Grimace. Yeah, no. Um, so what happened is um, Ronald was going through the Amazon rainforest, and um, he saw Grimace, um, and his intention was to create like a series of mascots very unique that no one had ever seen before, um, like the Hamburglar. Um, and when he saw Grimace, he's like, "Oh, this is perfect." And Grimace didn't speak uh, English; um, he only spoke Latin. Um, so, like, I mean, I don't, I, you know, like, it, it's like, a, it's a big debate in our family, but, um, Grimace, such a nice guy, likes to say that, um, likes to say that basically, you know, he, he wasn't able to speak the same language as Ronald, and so, like, there's no way he could have ever cut him a deal, um, but I think that Ronald was just, like, messing him over, you know, just didn't want to give him any money, um, so, yeah, I don't know, we, we, we really have no partnership with him, or at least Grimace doesn't. It's unfortunate. So, how do you feel about King Gongo Grimace? King Gongo? That's Grimace's father. Yeah, I was I'm, I'm say. assuming. Well, you guys share the same mother. Yeah, we have the same mother. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, he he was a nice guy. Um, That's interesting because his Wikipedia article says he's a fascist leader. <laughs> Listen, I don't want to get into politics. Like whatever he did, you know. In his says game. he rules over the Grimace race with an iron purple fist. Oh, there's a whole race of Grimaces. Mm-hmm. There used to be. Used to be what happened. I mean, King King Gonga. Yeah, I was gonna say Randy's kind of like you know. I mean, hey, he treated our mom well. You know, we got Mm. a lot of free stuff. I can tell you all about what Mothman has said to me while we were doing business. That I had, I could not. Nothing. You could. You never saw me. I could not. Well, I know what you said over the phone. I did say. Oh, is he your stepdad? I guess technically he is. I didn't even think about that. I assumed that he was before. You know. No, no, I understand, but no, I guess he is. Yeah. Huh. Wow. How old is Grimace? I mean, let's see. If I've been around for um, 22 decades, millennia, um, I would say Grimace is probably, I mean, like the actual Grimace is maybe, I want to say, in the billions. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So, I guess the, uh, you mentioned that Ronald McDonald Mm -hmm. uh, was out looking for mascots, uh, Mm -hmm. and he saw Grimace and based it on him, and you mentioned... The Hamburglar. Is the Hamburglar a cryptid, too? That's just that's just a funny play on words. Oh, okay. Mm, yeah. So, wait, Ronald McDonald... Ronald McDonald saw a guy in France yeah. stealing burgers, and was like, we could do something with that. Mm. I just realized we skipped over this. Ronald McDonald is real? Well, yeah, there's like... There's he founded like, the company. Exactly. He's, like, sitting on all of the benches outside of, like, McDonald's. Yeah. You know, like, that's oh, his okay. end memoriam. So, uh, it is time for us to talk about some upcoming movies... Uh, are you guys ready to do that? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. The way this section of the show works is I'm going to read off the real titles of some real upcoming movies, and then uh, my guests are going to take turns giving real descriptions for these uh, real titles. Uh, they're going to tell you what the movies are about. These are the real descriptions of these movies, the real plot synopsis. Uh, 
of the movies, and the titles are also real. You guys ready to get started? All right, uh, Randy, uh, this first one goes to you. Sure. And that is uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Right. Well, this is the um, long-awaited rival to the Magic Mike franchise, um, where they've taken the Chippendale dancers from Las Vegas, and uh, they're 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 flying from Las Vegas to Buenos Aires, and they're gonna have like a fun little show down in South America. But uh oh, the plane crashes in the Andes Mountains. Uh oh. (laughs) Uh oh. (laughs) And the group of dancers. Has to has to learn how to survive, but also who their real friends are. Who are their real friends? Do we find out? It's each other. Because at the oh. beginning of the movie, this, the trailers kind of make it seem like, oh, they hate each other. Oh, we can't stand each other. We're never going to be rescue rangers. Um, and then the plane crashes, and uh, yeah, they have to learn how to live with each other. They have to rescue each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Before they resort to cannibalism. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Clint, are you ready to take the next uh, upcoming movie? Sure, nothing matters. It's called uh, Good Morning, and that is a uh, morning with an uh, O-U, not just an O. Uh, good Morning is something I will never have again. Um, the knowledge of what comes after one's death is uh, <laughs> cast a shade on the entirety of my life and the time I've spent up to this point. Forty years. Forty more years of, I don't know, maybe I'll go see it. Maybe it's about somebody dying and they wake up in hell and they're happier. Something, I don't know. At this point, I'm going to go I'm gonna go home and lay down and stare at the popcorn ceiling. All right, Mothman, are you ready to take the next one? Uh, I think so, yeah. The next upcoming movie we have is Men. Oh, this is that new um, Stephen King book turned into a movie, turned into a book again. Um, So, yeah, this one is about um, Stephen King. Um, He's writing another novel, and the movie, it takes place about him, Stephen King, writing this novel. Um, And this novel is a a novel about, um, I think, about about 3.4 men, um, give or take. And these 3.4 men are trying to search for some, for some emeralds, you know, in a little tavern. And what they find when they get into that little tavern is, a, is an elderly man sitting on a bench writing a novel. And they turn the man around, and it's Stephen King. And he's writing a novel about, you know, you get the idea. You know, it kind of, it's got a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of holes to it, a lot of loops, you know. It's a really, yeah, really yeah, complex yeah. movie. A24, I think. I guess... Uh, it's a metaphor for depression. My big question with that is how do you have... Uh, Point four of a man. Well, I'm assume I assume they just get a whole man, kind of just like chop them up. You oh, know? okay. Yeah, I see. Chop that up makes like, sense. Like point, like point six of them, I think. Which which part of the man is it? Ooh, I feel like you know I don't want to spoil that for you, but oh, okay. I'll like give a you a little teaser. Like definitely definitely a finger. There's like at least one or two oh, like fingers. I, I was hoping he'd have a finger. Yeah. All right, uh, Randy, you ready to talk about the next one? Absolutely. The next uh, upcoming movie we have is Emergency. Emergency? Emergency. Um, well, this one is... Um, it's, they never do this anymore. But uh, you know how, like, Pokemon will do, like, you know, sun and moon? And it's, like, two sides of the same story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the Emergency, it's uh, it's the side movie to Chippendale Rescue Rangers. This is the Chippendale dancers that weren't invited to go to Buenos Aires. And, you know, like... Six months go by, and they're like, "Hey, did our did our friend's flight ever land?" They never texted us back. It took them six months to realize that yeah. their friends didn't. Yeah, text them back. So then they have to, you know, they go, "Oh, this is an emergency," and they have to. Oh, that's where the title comes in. Exactly, that's where they have to kind of track and figure out what happened to the other dancers. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess we got. I got to see both now. You wow. do. That's the fun thing is they're doing. Um, they're doing uh, sideways, you know, uh, uh, not back-to-back because they're just cutting from one scene in one movie to another scene in another movie so that you're kind of watching all of it in chronological order. Uh, it takes four hours because you're watching two movies. They're just interspliced with each other. 
All right, Clint Flint, are you ready to talk about the next upcoming movie? Yes. Next, we have a Twelfth Man. Twelfth Man. Twelfth Man. It's about the Twelfth Man. I don't know what you want me to say, <laughs> Josh Davis, too. I don't know what you want from me. A description of the movie. Is that is that what my life has become? The yes. only thing I am wanted for is the description of a movie called The Twelfth Man. There are 11 men. The main character walks on screen. He is the 12th man. It is a two-minute short film that premiered at Cannes that won every single Cannes. award. I do not care. <laughs> are you going to hell, Randy AstroTurf? No, I'm a devout Catholic. Uh, I'm not too worried about and that. You do not know the despair I feel. It is... It is meaningless. It's going to be in 40 years, you know, though. You, know. you said it could be before then, uh, you pottery-dropping insect. Dracula lives in the park. He could make sure that you never have to die, that you live deliciously. Deliciously? Mm-hmm. What does that mean? I don't know. I don't know if I want to live It's just what he says to all the gardeners that come to mow his lawn. How many gardeners does he have? He goes through quite a lot. How many make it back? No, almost none of them. That's what I thought. Maybe it's just like his slogan, like how Taco Bell has live moss. He's like live, live deliciously. deliciously. <laughs> yeah. Well, Mr. Randy AstroTurf. How much did you say a plane ticket was? I didn't actually <laughs> give you an answer. I just said it was more than $20. Oh, and... Oh. But I can well, stuff you in my luggage if you want to come back. I'd appreciate that. Either that or I'm walking. I crashed my car on the way here. <laughs> that's, been, that's kind of been smoldering outside. Nobody that's mentioned that. Was. I was wondering what that smell was and what those sirens earlier were all about. Yeah, you know, you drive a car with your eyes dilated and you can't see anything more than a single car. I was there. Car I watched it happen. Yeah. I you're, know. You're a real Mr. Magoo. You didn't help. I was trying to warn the you. The door was... Uh, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> you were the one that flashed right in front of my face and caused me to go off the road. Warn me. Well, I'll uh, take you up on that, Randy AstroTurf. Yeah, Maybe talk, living talk. forever ain't so bad. I'll talk to him about it. Mothman, uh, we've got one more upcoming movie. Uh, if you want to take this one, it is called uh, The Valet. Oh, yeah, this is a documentary. Um, there's this guy that took my car. I thought he was a valet. Um, it turns out he wasn't. He was just robbing me. Um, so, and, like, I've never really talked to, talked, to it about, or talked about it to anyone because, like, I don't really need a car. But, like, it was kind of rude of him, and so, like, I, I hired a, a PI to find him and just, like, film his life, you know? He's not arrested or anything. It's just, like, just a movie about him stealing my car. Just kinda a movie hurt. about the guy? Yeah, it's just him. Not even stealing my car, actually. It's just his life. Oh, okay. That sounds fascinating. Yeah. Well, that is all the time that we have on the show. Uh, Randy, thank you so much for coming on and telling us about your park and what you do. Uh, absolutely. And, you know, guys, the more people that tune into Cryptid Park Services, the show that I've sold my life rights to make... Uh, the more money that the studio gives us for more seasons. So please, you know, as much as I hate the guy that's playing me, tune in. It really does us a favor. Every, every other Sunday at 9 p.m. here in KZSM, you know, this week there will be an episode. So Sounds great. I'll be tuning in. Clint Flint, uh, thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate Josh Davis, too. You have done me a great service. And good luck with the whole immortality thing. My life was meaningless, and yet your, your guest, Randy AstroTurf, has given me meaning. I will live forever. I will never see the gates of hell. <laughs> and Mothman, uh, thank you very much for coming on and talking to us about uh, the movie uh, based on based on you. No, of course. It was fun talking about it. You know what? I'm excited to head out here, head, uh, hang out with my friend Dracula after this. Mothman, you wouldn't. <laughs> see you there, Clint. Bye. <laughs>